This is The Bouquet Toss, a wedding planning podcast brought to you by TheBudgetSavvyBride.com to help you decide what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. Welcome back to The Bouquet Toss. As far as wedding priorities are concerned, attire is one area that really affects only the person wearing it. When it comes to allocating your budget, you'd probably be better off funneling your finances toward items that will affect your guests' experience. The good news is there's plenty of ways to get dressed for less, which we will explore in this episode. Whether you decide to rent, shop the sales rack, borrow, or buy used, there are so many ways you can get gorgeous gowns or tailored suits for your big day at a palatable price. Shopping for a wedding dress can be quite a unique experience, so keep these tips in mind to help you survive the process with your sanity and your budget intact. So right off the bat, let's tackle that little piece about budget. Of course, we've already discussed everyone's going to have a different portion of their budget allocated towards attire, and that will depend on your values and your vision and all of that. Um, But we did talk about in an earlier episode about budget breakdowns that attire typically comes in around eight to 12% of the total spend. So it's a good way to have like a ballpark number just to start with. If you're really wondering like, how do I even begin to know how much I should spend on what I'm wearing? With that in mind, we're going to go through some savvy tips where attire is concerned. So number one is to start your search early. Yeah, I think sometimes there's a little bit of almost like a scarcity or like a fear put into brides. Like, oh, you have to find your dress a year in advance. And especially if you're working with like a shorter timeline for your planning process, that can instill fear into the heart of a bride. But that's basically said because of alterations and the need for alterations. And if you're ordering a dress from you know, a designer that has to be created and shipped over from overseas, like that sort of traditional wedding dress process does tend to be a bit more lengthy. So shopping early is always a good idea, though, I think, because you have more time to find what you're looking for at a price that you're willing to pay. Right. Like being able to weigh options Maybe you find the dress you love and then you look for ways to get it for cheaper. You know, like having more time just gives you the ability to do that. It's actually really funny. I was walking back from the gym, I think it was yesterday, and I there were these two women walking the other way and I didn't quite hear the full conversation, but one of them was saying, yeah, my wedding is, I think she said in two months. And the friend said, oh my God, like, do you have your dress? And she was like, actually, I don't yet. And she was like, oh, you don't? Oh my God. And then they like passed me. So that's all I heard. And all I could think about was like, there's pressure from everyone because we everyone just thinks like, oh my God, you have to do that so early. And like, it's going to be different with everyone that you ask. There will be some brides who, you know, they went a year out. And then by the time their wedding came, they were like, wait, I actually don't even like this dress anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's a personal thing. But having more time has never hurt. Yeah, for sure. Okay, number two is keep an open mind. I think this is big because there's just something about like with clothing, you can look at a million pictures on somebody else and think you figured out exactly what you want, but it will not ever look the same on you. Like everybody is different. Yeah, for sure. And I think... A lot of times you might have like a specific vision in your head or something specific pinned to your Pinterest board that you've just been dreaming of. And then when you put it on, you're underwhelmed. (laughs) 
So mm-hmm. I think it's interesting. Like I hear so many brides and, you know, even in my experience shopping for wedding dresses, I think it's a good idea to be open to suggestions from the salesperson, as long as they're not trying to push a dress on you that's out of your budget. Be flexible when it comes to styles and you might actually be surprised by what you fall in love with. Yeah, that's another reason why starting early helps because if you can approach it, at least in the beginning, as like an exercise in like eliminating what you don't like, which will involve just kind of trying everything. But if you know you have a lot of time, you can be like, you know what, I'm just, this is just my first of many times where I'm going to try stuff on and just have fun. And like, you may end up falling in love with something that you never thought you would like that you've seen on other people and didn't like there, but you like it on yourself. Yeah, for sure. And nowadays, there are so many different options for how you can even go about trying on wedding dresses. You don't necessarily even have to go to a bridal salon or a bridal shop. A lot of these direct-to-consumer online brands will ship you wedding dresses that you can try on in the comfort of home. I think that's a game changer. (laughs) Absolutely. Definitely convenient. Convenient and also just sometimes dress shopping is traumatic. It's a difficult situation. And so to be able to not have the pressure of like a salesperson that's trying, you know, they just want to help, but to not have anybody else around and to do it in your home can make a really big difference. And then the last part of keeping an open mind is also about whether you're going to potentially rent or buy used. I think there's a little bit of hesitance that every bride feels like, oh, well, you know, like I want this to feel like mine. It's my, you know, like I don't want someone else to have worn it, but Often I think on the day of, even if you did buy it used, you're not going to be thinking about like, oh, somebody else wore this. Like there's just too much else to think about. And so keeping an open mind where that's concerned could end up saving you a ton of money. Absolutely. Like at least 50% most of the time if you're buying a used gown. And especially if you have your you know heart set on something that is a designer style that's pricier. I mean, it can be a really significant savings and you can wear your dream dress for half the cost. Why not do that? Once it's in your possession, it's your dress, you know? Mm-hmm. So I I think it's great. And I also obviously love the eco-friendly aspect of that as well. Never buy anything groups, right? What are they called? Buy nothing. Buy nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong. But yeah, buy nothing. Like, it's it is a good thing and wedding attire is also included in those groups great so tip number three is to find a look that suits your venue we've definitely talked about this before and I think this is really big because it's like the tone and the vision and everything that you have for the day your attire very much plays into that you know you wouldn't probably have a huge ball gown that you can barely even sit in If you're having like, you know, like a small restaurant type of reception where like you'd probably knock some glasses off of a table with the dress. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Or even like a backyard wedding with like a long sweeping train, like that's not practical. It's going to get dirty. It's going to get damaged. Mm -hmm. It's going to affect your resale value if you want to sell your dress after the big day to make some money back. So When I think of finding a look that suits your venue, it's not necessarily all about the style, but more so about the practicality of it. You want to feel Mm -hmm. comfortable. And I think choosing a dress that is going to be comfortable and manageable and practical, depending on the type of wedding and the setting that you have, is so important. 
Yes. Also, do not forget to try to sit down in your dress. My <laughs> my sister's sister-in-law had found her dress. She loved it. She found like an amazing prize and she was like, this is it. But she never sat in it. She just didn't think to do that. And then day of, she could not sit down. Oh my word. Right? That's not comfortable. Not comfortable. This reminds me of a TikTok video, a viral TikTok video I saw where a girl talked about how she was wanting to buy some investment jeans, you know? And she went to a store and she tried them on and she said, I could not sit in them. And they were like, oh no, this is more of a standing jean. (laughs) (gasps) (laughs) And it's like, you want me to pay $400 for a pair of jeans I can't even sit in? Like the same rule applies to your wedding dress. Like test it out. But sitting is very important. Sitting and breathing. (laughs) You know. Who needs a breathe? Who needs air? Who needs oxygen? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you want to be comfortable in a style that's not restricting you in any way, whether it's sitting, Mm -hmm. breathing, dancing, you know. Dancing, yes. You want to be able to move. Absolutely. If you're having dancing, of course. But I think no matter what, you need to be able to move. Yeah. Okay. Number four is splurge on accessories. I love this so much. I feel like this is an often forgotten piece of the puzzle. There's so many ways to get amazing, beautiful accessories that like elevate your look, but on a budget. And that can take a dress that's a little bit simpler and maybe, you know, more cost effective and just elevate it so much more, you know, rather than paying for like the beading or like crazy you know patterns and things like that on the fabric of the dress because that becomes so expensive if you can make those extra things pop with accessories it's often more savvy on your budget yeah for sure and there's so many ways to get you know high quality accessories on a budget too whether you rent stuff like rent the runway has some accessories you can rent there's a few different companies that specialize in wedding rental accessories um borrow love return is a great one that we've featured on the blog before um and then you know even like uh rental companies that are more like a subscription like Roxbox can be a great way to get some you know, necklaces or earrings, something like that makes more of a statement. So yeah, there's definitely options where rentals concerned or, you know, shopping secondhand, like on our marketplace or, you know, even on like Poshmark, you could probably find some stuff there as well. Definitely. And even if you were to choose to buy new for this, you can wear it again. Yeah. So like cost per wear is, is higher. And I just want to run through like some of the things that you might get as an accessory, right? So there, as you said, there's jewelry, earrings, necklaces, rings, bracelets. There's also belts for your dress. Mm -hmm. There's veils, there's headpieces, there's hair accessories. There's so many things that like just this small little detail can make such a difference in the overall look. And often it can be either, like we said, rented, purchased used or even purchased new but then you can use it another time or also borrowed I mean that makes for a great something borrowed if someone you know has an item that either they wore at their wedding or maybe that is meaningful you maybe someone in your family you can always borrow something that's free 99 (laughs) (laughs) I love that don't forget to borrow it's free 99 okay So number five is that comfort is key. We've definitely already discussed. So comfort, comfort, comfort. 
that's all we can say. Number six is to bring a small squad to your wedding attire try-ons. So inviting like a select group, Jess likes to call them VIPs, which I think if you call them VIPs, those people will also feel really good about themselves. So it's definitely a good idea. But the point being like the more people you have, the more opinions you have. And often it's just, it's overwhelming. The more that you can say, here's just like a small group and explain to them your open-mindedness, right? If you've come to the decision that like you want to be open-minded, you want to try on a lot of stuff, you want to whatever, explaining all of that to the people coming with you, I think is helpful so that they can enter in a way that they're best prepared to like support what you're needing. Yeah, absolutely. I think with too many people in the room, it's just too many opinions to kind of like sort through and navigate and it can kind of derail like what you're authentically feeling in that moment about something. And so I definitely think keeping the entourage on the smaller side is a good idea. Awesome. And then number seven, love this savvy tip is to bring a pair of heels that are similar in height to what you might wear on the day when you try on dresses. So obviously you're not going to have the, I mean, you might, you might fall in love with a shoe first. That'd be cool. But if you don't have the shoe that you're going to wear because you need to pick the dress first, at least having something that like is comparable to the height that you feel comfortable walking and dancing in, which is likely where you'll end up for the shoe for the dress. Um, Just a good idea to always bring that with you. That way, like you have a pair, you know, that you can walk in. It makes a complete difference in like the look of the dress. Yeah, absolutely. And it also changes the way that you stand, you know, like when I wear heels or wedges, I stand in a different way. It almost like makes you put your shoulders back and gives you like a little bit of a better posture. And so um, wearing like a similar shoe that you would wear on the day of, it's gonna make you have that like power pose when you put that dress on. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Then now I'm going rogue a little bit. I want to just add one more to this. Oh, We've been talking a lot about dresses and part of keeping an open mind is also considering not wearing a dress. We have already done some really cool episodes where we've talked about alternative wedding style. And just a reminder, we love that. We think everyone should consider it. A power suit, a skirt, even like anything that you want to do, you're allowed to do. Mm -hmm. So keeping an open mind in terms of what you actually can even wear on the day. It's not always going to be a dress and that's cool. Yeah, it's all about what you feel your best in. At the Budget Savvy Bride, we love providing savvy resources to couples that help them decrease their wedding spending. One of the big ticket items for any wedding is flowers, but what if you could cut your floral budget by over 50%? Well, we're here to tell you that with Flower Moxie, you can. Flower Moxie is a DIY flower company that ships all over the U.S. They sell gorgeous wholesale flowers that you build yourself a couple of days before your wedding. We're talking boutonnieres, bouquets, floral arches, centerpieces, and the corresponding tutorials to set you up for success. Flower Moxie was founded by an actual wedding florist, so the tricky parts like quantities, color palettes, and flower recipes are all figured out for you. With over 40 collections to choose from, it's kind of like Blue Apron, but for flowers. You get the ingredients and follow the recipe to assemble yourself. So if you want to cut your flower budget in half, double your bragging rights, and create the absolute best wedding memories by building your bouquets with your bridesmaids, 
Head to thebudgetsavvybride.com slash flowermoxie and start your DIY flower journey today. So now that we have some awesome savvy tips about how to just go about the process of looking for your attire, we have some must-ask questions that you should keep in mind when you are going shopping. Typically, like if you're going to a traditional bridal salon or like somewhere where you're like actually going and having a fitting or something like that, whether it's for a dress or anything, these are things that you want to just keep in mind and remember to ask that will help you ultimately get like the best bang for your buck. So number one is, are there any trunk shows or sample sales coming up? There's often a lot. And so if you fall in love with something and like, this is the other thing I always like to point out is that a lot of like, if you've been doing, you know, you're searching on Pinterest, you're looking on Instagram, like if you've been seeing all these looks and falling in love with them, they're likely by the time you're going to buy a season past. Yeah. Which is actually way to your benefit because it would then be on sale or be at a sample sale or there'd be some sort of discount. So let's like not be like, oh, that's so last season because the fact that it is, is actually a good thing. Yeah. And I mean, let's be honest, like other than the really crazy out of the box trends, the trends don't change that that much. There's still going to be kind of like the same silhouettes and styles year after year after year. There might just be a few little different details, but I also think it's important to kind of like define like what a trunk show is versus a sample sale. So like trunk shows are when, you know, like a particular designer will come to town and they'll bring a larger assortment of the gowns that they offer instead of just what that particular shop has in stock at their store. So it can be a great opportunity to try on styles that maybe your local salon doesn't carry all the time. So if you have, if you, you know, like Sari mentioned, if you see one on Pinterest that you're just like, oh, I really want to try on that dress and you can't find it anywhere, try to see if there are any trunk shows in your area where you could get that opportunity to try on that dress. And then when it comes to sample sales, it is a situation where, you know, bridal salons stock gowns and sample sizes for brides to try on throughout the year. And then after they have gotten a little bit of wear, I mean, typically they're still in decent condition, don't get me wrong, but um, they're not pristine brand new. They might need to hit the dry cleaner or maybe a slight alteration, Um, but you can get a really a great discount on those sample dresses that could save you money if if there's something in particular that you were looking for. So savvy. Um, speaking of alterations, a great question to ask is whether or not that price is included in the price of the gown. Often, you know, we've we've said this so many times, but like sometimes you'll be shocked by the extra amount that alterations cost. It could be more than the dress itself. So kind of getting that squared in the beginning so you have an expectation of what that's going to add to your budget is really important. It's honestly horrifying. Like I've, <laughs> I, I'm loving wedding TikTok right now because I'm just seeing so many brides sharing their experiences of, you know, I paid X for a dress and my alterations were going to cost double what my dress cost. And so I think there's definitely some things you can keep in mind to help avoid those alterations costs. I think definitely like lace, heavy lace dresses always tend to be 
a bit more expensive to have altered just because they want the patterns of the lace to line up perfectly. And that can be really painstaking and difficult to do. And so it's often at a higher price. Can I ask you a cynical question? Yeah. You know how they always say to order the dress like four sizes up and then they like will alter it to fit your body? Yeah. Maybe they don't say four sizes, but are they doing that to drive up the alterations cost? I mean, I don't want to make any assumptions, but you really do have to question it at times because as any bride who's gone to a shop and tried on dresses has experienced, street sizes and bridal sizes are not the same. And so it really is important to go in and try things on to find out what size you are actually in that bridal style, even that designer, before you make a purchase, especially like if you were going to order something online. So yeah, it's it, it there there is I th- I think you're being cynical and questioning it for a reason because it does feel like is this a trick? Is this just something that <laughs> that they've done to squeeze more money out of us throughout this process? So, I think it's important to equip yourself with like all the information before you uh get caught in a trap. <laughs> that is great advice. Um, So speaking of traps, a really important question to ask is how long it will take for your dress to arrive after you order it, because you could then be trapped into a situation where you have to do like expedited alterations because it didn't come in quick enough. And now you're paying even more for the alterations. Like there's all of these things are really going to affect. And then also just for your personal knowledge, like if you feel like you can't pick some of the other details until you have the dress, then you need to have more time. You got to know when, when it's going to arrive. And then also expect that it won't actually arrive then because everything's messed up with shipments and mail and anything like that right now and for sure yeah it's it's risky out there when it comes to shipping Mm -hmm. so another question to ask is when your full payment is due um obviously like it feels like a little bit of a no-brainer but being able to like work any milestone payments into your overall process will just help you with your overall budget um and then it can just feel a little less you know harrowing when you're making so many payments. Um, Another question that's good to ask is how many fittings you'll need. So like, it could be that they the way that they work is that they do at least two or at least three or like something like that. So knowing in advance, how many you need, and then also like if the price that they quoted you includes every fitting, or if it's like only includes one, but then if you happen to need another, then is it another cost on top of that? You know, where are the hidden fees? Yeah, absolutely. And then the last one, and I really love this. I think it's such a smart idea to ask if you're going to a traditional bridal salon, asking if they offer a discount on bridesmaid dresses or accessories for you or for bridesmaids or for anyone is such a good idea because often like that's a, you know, like a sales tactic that they'll use and it's like a very, very common thing. But if you don't ask, they may not let you know that. And then it also could just be an incentive for you to like make your decision easier because like, oh, well, if I go here, then I can also get a discount on this. And maybe some of your bridesmaids are already with you for your fitting. And so they can just like easily try on their dresses. Like it could make a lot of things easier. Absolutely. 
So now that we've gone through these savvy tips for where to look, how to get started, and then also questions to ask when you're actually on the job, <laughs> can you talk us through some of these other really quick pointers on ways to save when it comes to your wedding day look? Yeah, I think, you know, we've already covered a lot of these, but shopping sample sales is a great one. Renting a dress even like I've seen some really beautiful white dresses on rent the runway. And if you're not looking for something that just like screams over the top, like this is a wedding gown, you can find some great stuff. Also shopping at a department store and buying off the rack. I've seen some beautiful white dresses on Nordstrom that would totally work, especially if you're doing something scaled back or more minimal, obviously purchasing a used gown. There's lots of great places to do this. You can find some in our marketplace at marketplace.thebudgetsavvybride.com. Also Still White is another great site. Uh, Nearly Newlywed is another. So there's lots of options to find gently used wedding gowns at significant discounts. Also, seasonal sales, you know, and that could go for your bridesmaids dresses too. A lot of these companies run sales throughout the year. Black Friday, I say Black Friday is for brides. <laughs> there are so many great deals that you can find, especially if you can time it right. Obviously, it depends on your timeline that you're working with, but you can get some great deals on attire and accessories, especially during Black Friday. Um, shopping in the off season, you know, like we mentioned choosing a dress that maybe was from a past season of a designer's collection can likely give you a discount or a lower price. Um, and online options. There's more now, like I feel like in the last five years, it just exploded with the number of options that there are for buying even wedding dresses online. And you can have them shipped straight to you, try them on at home and avoid the awkward like dressing room experience altogether if that's not your vibe. <laughs> Um, also, you know, if you are a thrifter, if you love scouring for like that amazing vintage find, like don't be scared to go that route for your wedding as well. And of course, don't forget to consider reselling your dress after the big day. Let's all be honest, like our, our daughters, our hypothetical future daughters probably aren't going to want to wear them. So why let it take up space in your closet when someone else could use it? And then, of course, shopping dresses that are ready to ship versus made to order or even custom made is going to save you significantly because you're not having to wait for someone to make that item. So it's it's going to be a better, more cost-efficient option overall. I loved all of these things. I think these are awesome things to keep in mind. And I also want to point out that these are also ways to save that apply to men who are going to be wearing suits absolutely or to anybody whatever your gender identity is like whatever you're gonna be wearing these are just shopping tips that will help you get the best bang for your buck anybody can accessorize like we we like to say men accessorize too yeah but anybody can you know there's things like ties pocket squares the color of your shirt having a vest jewelry, lapel pins, like there's so many different things to consider that really go into the whole look. And again, as we had mentioned earlier, sometimes splurging on something like that can elevate an entire look and also make it feel special. Like you maybe, you know, if you have a groom who's got a suit that he already can wear, it's like, oh, well, but it doesn't feel so special. Well, 
buy new accessories and then those will feel special. Those will be very much like this was for this wedding. And then, you know, and the same thing if you maybe are going to rent, suits are things that are very often rented. And so being able to have other types of accessories that go along with it can be helpful. And then another thing just to think about with accessories is you could consider doing them yourself. There's definitely like ways to get DIY inspiration all over the blog, all over Pinterest, all over anywhere. And it could be it could be one of those things that, you know, cuts down on cost and feels like even extra more special. Absolutely. I just have to share this one random savvy tip that I saw Brad share on TikTok regarding accessories. And we're talking about shoes here in particular, but nobody likes to wear brand new shoes to like stand in for hours on their wedding day. So it's like, oh, you need to, if you're going to buy new shoes for the wedding, you have to break them in so that they're comfortable to wear on the wedding day. If you even want to wear those shoes all day, but I saw a bride (laughs) and I don't know if this would be condoned by uh, the actual retailers, but she said she was ordering a brand new pair of like beautiful designer shoes just to put on and take photos with for like her flat lays and like the pretty photos that like the photographer takes of all her accessories. Um, and then for like the getting dressed and getting ready shots. And then she was just going to return them and send them <gasps> back and wear like comfortable shoes underneath her dress. Oh my God. I mean, if you're not actually wearing them, if you're not scuffing them up, if they're not getting worn you know it's just like trying them on yes but also just to play devil's advocate (laughs) do you really need pictures of fancy shoes like is that that important right I don't know it's a logistical thing that's like just another thing to add to your to-do list like remember to ship back wedding shoes after Mm -hmm. after the big day but I did think it was pretty uh interesting that's funny. But that's when that's when it really becomes like doing it just for the looks, like doing it for the gram kind of thing. Yeah, that's for like other people, I feel like, not necessarily <laughs> for you. Yeah. <laughs> no judgment at all if that is something that aligns with your values and that feels like something that is going to make you feel the best, then yeah, that's a savvy trick. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it just kind of brings us back to like all of the discussions we've already had about like the way that you kind of have to try your best to separate a wedding being like a display to your community of like the money you have or your skills in throwing an event and really come back to like what are the things that I need to make my wedding my wedding that sound means it's time for wedding watch segment of the bouquet talks where we discuss iconic wedding moments from our favorite tv shows and movies if you want to hit pause and watch the clip we're talking about today head to our wedding watch playlist on youtube the link is in the show notes this week's wedding watch is parks and recreation leslie and ben's wedding i love this show so much it is definitely a favorite of mine jess has been like counting down until we did this one I can't believe you haven't watched it. It's so good. It's one of those shows that really builds throughout the seasons as you get to know each of the crazy characters a bit more as things go along. But I feel like it's a big project to take on. So, But they're short episodes, right? They're like the 30-minute, so really only like 22-minute episodes. So you fly right through it, I promise. And it's enjoyable. It's not a chore. 
promise. <laughs> Hand to heart. Well, it is funny. It is poignant. It is heartwarming. It's just, it's so great. What other review could I need? Right. So I did definitely get that feeling, I will say, watching this clip specifically of their wedding. We always talk about what we loved, what we didn't love, and how savvy it was, but I really must just start with her dress. What are your blind thoughts about the dress? I feel like it's more important to know your blind thoughts as someone who's not familiar at all with the show. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it's amazing that she had something that was so unique. So I'll try to create like a visual, but the top, the top was like a white bodice. I think it was like a short sleeve situation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, the top was very bridal. Like if you only saw her from the waist up, it looks like a pretty traditional bridal dress. It's like kind of like a strapless situation with the lace overlay, like the illusion neckline that's like lacy, but it is short sleeves in a way that's almost like t-shirt short sleeves. It's very cute, but I feel like kind of traditional from the waist up. Right. Now talk about the waist down. (laughs) Yeah, so she did have like a little black belt and then the bottom half of her dress, which it was a short dress, like about knee length with like a little tulle under layer, but it was made out of newspaper clippings of all of things that she was involved in in her career at the Parks Department. So it was very personal. Definitely unique. (laughs) So that is what I loved about it. Obviously, I didn't have the context of exactly why she was wearing newspaper clippings, but I wouldn't have guessed that it was actual newspaper at all. It like looked like it was like printed on high-end fabric. So the overall look was still very like chic. It almost was like a runway, like like she stepped off the runway in this. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely well executed. And the whole thing was supposedly in the magic of TV land created by her best friend Ann Perkins who they just have a very interesting and sweet like friendship throughout the show and Leslie's like basically obsessed with Ann and Ann made her wedding dress and it's the most perfect wedding dress ever because she's the most perfect perfect friend ever (laughs) you know it's it's just adorable there's this meme of Leslie wearing her dress and Anne is like, I gathered up all of the meaningful bills, pictures, documents, and memos from your entire career. And Leslie's reaction is, it is the most beautiful object I've ever seen. It is like the Anne Perkins of dresses. (laughs) And that's her best friend's name. She's literally obsessed with her. It's like, are you in love with Anne or Ben? It's like this funny, like, recurring thing throughout the show. Um, even before like this wedding scene, honestly, I just have to toss in here that like Leslie and Ben's proposal is probably like one of the most sweet and touching proposals ever to exist on television. So just throwing that in there as well, because when I just want to have a good cry, sometimes I'll rewatch it. It's that sweet. Oh, okay. I have to watch that too. But I will say I felt the exact same way about their vows. I thought that their vows were done like so perfectly. They obviously did have the benefit of the like quote unquote movie magic where it's like a montage of their past interactions as they're speaking about them, which of course we don't necessarily have the benefit of that when we're like delivering our vows in person, you know, although I don't know, maybe you could, it's a project you could work on, but but I did really love like how just like intimate their vows were. My favorite line is I love you and I like you because there's a difference. You can love somebody, but not like them all the time. And I thought that was a sweet line. I think that was kind of like their closing vow. 
Um, one thing that I will say that makes this wedding extra savvy, not only did like her friend make her dress, so that's going to save her some money, right? But also they did it at their office, which is where they met. So don't think they paid a venue fee for use of their office, the parks department for the wedding ceremony. They were already engaged, so it wasn't like a spontaneous decision to get married, but they spontaneously planned the wedding very quickly. They had two hours to prepare for this wedding, and this is where I'm talking about the magic of television, that Anne made this dress in two hours. Uh, but their their friends and coworkers all kind of came together to like pull this wedding off. So it's like that whole, it takes a village vibe and leaning on the support of your network, your closest people to bring your wedding together. And that's what they did. And I think the result was pretty darn cute. Their original wedding was actually planned for three months down the road. And she had picked a dress, but it wasn't ready. So Anne made some last minute changes to the dress. And that's how they ended up with that final iconic runway look. <laughs> And I think in terms of the savvy scale, this one is definitely up there. I mean, it was very intimate, looked like maybe less than 10 people. I think they did the after party at like a gala. There was some big event that they were like, they had to squeeze this wedding ceremony in. So they basically had a reception for free at the gala that they were already attending. So that's, that's pretty savvy. Pretty savvy. I give it a nine. What would have made it a 10? That's a good question. I just didn't know if I could give it a 10. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. I mean, I think one of the biggest things that you can take away from this is that truly all that mattered to these two people was that they were getting married. It didn't matter where. What really mattered was that they were making that commitment to each other. And that really was the sole focus. And they achieved that goal, which is the ultimate goal of any wedding. So well said. That is the takeaway. Thanks, Parks and Rec. <laughs> Yay. Go watch all of it in its entirety now. Oh, okay, I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> and that concludes our weekly wedding watch. Want to hear us chat about one of your favorite scenes? DM us on Instagram and let us know what we need to watch and chat about on future episodes. These have been such helpful, savvy tips. Um, we've got more of these savvy tips on the blog, so make sure to head to the blog and check out all things attire there. Again, as Jess mentioned, there's also tons of attire options on our marketplace at marketplace.budgetsheavybride.com. Also, don't forget that whenever you're shopping for anything online, you should always be checking for coupon codes, and that includes visiting the wedding deals section on the budgetsavvybride.com, where you can find discounts and deals and coupon codes for just about anything you can imagine for your wedding, including wedding day attire and accessories, so don't miss out on those deals. Happy shopping. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, a podcast brought to you by The Budget Savvy Bride. We would love for you to join us in our free private community to get support and inspiration from other couples currently planning their weddings too. Consider the bouquet tossed in your direction so you can rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast app. As always, stay savvy and stay tuned for our next episode. Hi, I'm Emma. And I'm Joe. And, and we're, we're the, the Professional, professional Book, Book Nerds. Nerds. 
two Mondays a month, we interview authors and talk about their upcoming books, what drives them, and their go-to order at the cafe. On Thursdays, we share recommendations and dive into topics readers face, like how do I actually read the books on my to-be-read list? You can find the Professional Book Nerds podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn more about us? Our website is professionalbooknerds.com, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at ProBookNerds. We hope you'll come and listen, and as always, happy happy reading. reading!